Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished and young entrepreneur from Hyderabad, India, Shruti Rawal. Shruti, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh, for having us. Thank you. Uh, Shruti is the founder of Ewoke. Um, She's a design graduate from the National Institute of Fashion Technology. So Shruti, let me start by asking you about Evoke. Tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing and uh, help us understand what certified eco-friendly fabrics are and why are they important? Absolutely. So uh, I think this this question in itself forms the uh, fundamental ethos of, um, you know, why I wanted to start a brand in the first place. Mm. Evoke stands for Environmentally Woke. Mm. We are a sustainable fashion brand. Uh, like you mentioned, we, we've uh, set up our studio in Hyderabad. This is where we work out of. Mm. And the fundamental idea was to... Um, understand if there could be an alternative to the fashion industry which if you know currently the fashion industry is the second largest polluting industry in the world it is second only to coal Mm -hmm. yes exactly so this was quite a a a fact and phenomenon for me to sort of process when I did come across this information Mm -hmm. back when I was still uh, finishing uh, design school Mm -hmm. and uh it was, it was very instantaneously when I knew that I wanted to do something differently and I wanted to provide an alternative to this. So um, as compared to the traditional textiles, which we commonly have been um, you know, wearing over the last few years, like cottons, polyesters, and silk, we wanted to understand what is the carbon footprint of these textiles? How are these made? What is the amount of water that is used to grow cotton crop, for example, what are the chemicals, what are the fertilizers that are being used to to grow these crops, and then see what are the alternatives to these, Mm -hmm. which can have a reduced carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. Could we minimize the the amount of water? Could Could we go to a source which uses less water, which uses less chemicals to grow, Uh, which means we're able to save on our natural resources Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, produce clothes which were equally fashionable, equally in vogue, Mm -hmm. but uh, not as polluting to the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Polyester clothes, as you know, are, uh, are, they they just end up in the landfills. They're not biodegradable. There's no end life to these uh, textiles. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to, understand if we could make that uh, loop circular mm-hmm. uh, and have an end life to, uh, you know, clothes. Mm. So tell me a little bit more about the kind of uh, fabrics of, or, or fibers that you're working with, because one, of course, you spoke about cotton. And it's interesting, just before you, I had a, a very interesting conversation with a lady from Australia who's focused only on organic cotton from India. Uh, and you know, then you also talk about hemp made from cannabis. So tell me a little bit more about uh, all these eco-friendly kind of... Uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, like you mentioned, uh, hemp, that's one of the uh, main uh, fibers that we work with. It comes from the cannabis plant. 
Now, what's interesting is um, cannabis is not uh, legal as a crop to be grown uh, in most parts of India, right. uh, most parts across the world. Mm. Uh, but what's interesting is it actually has two species of the plant, one which has a high THC content and hence is uh, illegal. Mm. Uh, the other species of the plant from which the hemp fibers actually are uh, derived. And this has a very, very minimal THC content. Mm. So, uh, so the, from from cannabis plant is where we get uh, hemp fiber from, mm. and the benefits of hemp are are humongous. It is one of the fastest growing crops, okay. which means it 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 is probably using an area of land for only maybe one third the time as that it takes to grow cotton as a crop. Mm. Um, the amount of water or the amount of chemicals needed or fertilizers needed to grow the crop are very very negligible. And hemp also um, absorbs carbon dioxide mm -hmm. much more than any other uh, agricultural crop. Right. So it's actually a carbon sink. It is it is able to take in all of the carbon dioxide and reduce global warming mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, uh, some of the other uh, crops. So mm -hmm. these are some of the environmental benefits of um using hemp uh, which is why we're an avid avid uh, promoter mm. uh what i'm wearing is actually a hemp jacket i'm wearing something made of the hemp fabric mm. and it also has a lot of benefits for the wearer mm. um it, it does not give you any it's very soft on the skin mm. it does not give you any rashes it's absolutely antimicrobial so as compared to maybe a polyester clothing which could get very very uncomfortable to wear in a hot uh place mm. especially india being uh, more tropical than not uh, for a better part of the year mm. hemp is actually going to be very comfortable for you to wear throughout the year you know so so there's multiple uses of mm. and benefits of um the the fabrics that we're working with not just from an environmental and sustainable point of view but also mm. for the better and for our skin very interesting very interesting but uh shruti is availability of hemp so widespread now that we've got a wide you know, a lot of availability of fabric which has been transformed into clothes so it is actually uh it, this has been one of the uh challenges that we faced as you know we've been growing uh to have a constant uh supply and source of the fabric and also be constantly assured of um the, the fabric and its content. Mm -hmm. When we say we're working with certified fabrics, that's one of the most important uh, features that we've been trying to uh, make sure that the brand is always working towards is mm -hmm. ensuring uh, the authenticity of the material that we're working with, uh, mm -hmm. ensuring transparency in the supply chain. Mm -hmm. And hence, all of the fabrics are always uh, lab tested within a period of six to 12 months to ensure that you know we're we're always working with the same quality that we started with mm -hmm. that there are no impurities and no blends mm -hmm. and the consumers can completely trust us with you know what uh, we are talking about so every product would come with a certified tag on the clothes mm -hmm. where you can read the properties of these uh, you know fabrics that you're buying and uh, there's complete transparency between the end consumer and uh, the brand as well so that becomes very, very transparent, uh, very, very important today, you know, when we're uh, looking at sustainability as a buzzword, we're looking at 
uh, everybody trying to uh, get onto this, uh, you know, bandwagon of uh, of being eco friendly. But what does it really mean? Are we able to be transparent with the end consumer mm. and making that journey very easy for them to, you know, know what they're investing in? Mm. Very interesting. But you know, given the fact that we when we started a conversation, you were talked about the fashion industry. How is the larger industry, whether it is the fashion business or whether it is the textile manufacturers, how are they adapting to hemp textiles? I think it is uh, it is a work in progress currently, mm-hmm. and I feel like it will be for a while. Uh, cottons and polyesters are some textiles that you know we've been working with for over so many years so everybody has an expertise we know what are the processes that maybe a fiber needs to go through or the at a fabric stage what are the um you know processes that it needs to go through to have a better finish have uh, longevity have um you know easy wash care which is also a very important uh aspect of uh the gar- a garment's journey you know once it reaches the consumer's wardrobe so uh the traditional textiles have definitely you know been here for much longer the processes are well defined and and it's it's easy now to you know work with these textiles mm. but for us we 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 find it to be a work in progress there's a constant journey of learning and you know adapting to maybe new challenges that we might see mm. uh, and understanding what are the best techniques to maybe adopt to you know uh, treat these fibers treat these fabrics mm. and um, I, I find that at least you know amongst all of the vendors that we work with and across the supply chain people are very very um, excited to sort of uh, you know be a part of this change because I think we're all understanding that this is not a fad this is not a trend this is not here for you know just you know a few months a few years this is something for the tomorrow this is mm. something for our future mm. and um you know if we can adapt this at an early stage we'll be far more comfortable uh you know going the long mile than you know maybe realizing uh much later mm. so i think everybody through our supply chain has been um so responsive so uh, uh out there to you know want to learn uh you know maybe some techniques that we want to bring to the table and uh, make it a part of their uh, even other processes. So it's been quite interesting. and uh, Very interesting. But uh, Shruti, tell me, are there any kinds of misconceptions about hemp-based fabrics that you would like to address? Absolutely. I think uh, this is a very a great question that you asked because there's been a lot of myths around mm. um, hemp-based clothing and, uh, you know, even the other fabrics that we work with. One of the biggest questions is um, how do we care for these garments? Mm. Um, people want to know if they can be machine washed. Mm. They want to know if, you know, uh, they they have a long life. Mm. And uh, interestingly, hemp is one of the strongest fiber fabrics out there and when we say strong it does not mean that it's hard it's not it's not jute it's not rope uh that's some of the other things people wonder that you know if you say it's strong that means it's going to be tough 
it's actually strong and very very soft mm. it's strong but highly breathable mm. uh so this this has been one of uh, the many great uh, learnings and you know uh, experiences that our clients have had mm-hmm. after they've uh, invested in a hemp based mm-hmm. garden mm-hmm. um and then they've come back for more because they're like oh wait, that was the most comfortable uh, you know clothing ever so uh, we want to look at more mm-hmm. second like i was talking about wash care um most of our fa- uh, garments are absolutely machine washable so that is the second more convenient thing that uh, has been like a, a a huge stigma in the minds of our consumers mm. and the third thing that i think uh, people have more often than not anticipated is that sustainable clothing would be expensive clothing correct, correct. Um, now um while uh, we are looking at a, a premium uh, uh, clothing and a high quality clothing we have been absolutely able to match prices of a zara and an h&m and a, a forever new out there and a mango out there where we're able to uh, introduce an entry point of clothes at 2500 rupees indian rupees and uh, of course provide a whole array of uh, wardrobe solutions like we call it a 9 am to a 9 pm wardrobe mm-hmm. where we have something for an occasion where we have something for work where we have something for day dresses mm-hmm. so the price range would start at just about 2500 and um uh, you know that again has been something very surprising for people to hear and come okay. across that oh you know that's actually very very affordable so these are definitely the three things comfort wash care and price mm. that we've been able to uh, address and uh, as myths around uh, sustainable amazing you know so many new things i'm learning from you today my next question is that you know whenever it comes to launching any new product like you have done with hemp based garments what goes into convincing consumers that this is a brand that you should buy it's because it's an expensive process to build a brand absolutely uh, and i think uh, like you said uh, creating awareness is definitely the first uh, step of this journey hmm. uh, we we want to make them a part of what a conscious lifestyle can look like uh, we we want to uh, talk about uh, maybe plastic free packaging we want to talk about you know if you're just going out there to buy groceries for yourself can you go take your own uh, reusable garment uh, you know a fabric bag which you can reuse instead of picking up a plastic bag from mm-hmm. you know the the grocery store mm-hmm. so it's it's not uh, just you know about one change in clothing it is mm-hmm. it is a mindset it is a lifestyle and we want to talk about uh, you know if you can make just one change in your lifestyle as a consumer mm-hmm. and it can begin anywhere it can mm-hmm. begin with carpooling it can begin with uh, um, you know like we said uh, not using plastics so uh, that creating awareness is uh, very very important to us it it lies at the part of building a conscious community right. uh, second step 
is uh, we, we do a lot of um, sessions right out of our studio. We host a lot of sessions where we bring in um, impact-based entrepreneurs from different industries. And we want to have these open house dialogues with mm-hmm. people who want to uh, listen in, people who want to share experiences and um, learn from other people's experiences about, you know, what what this change could mean like. And that maybe doesn't have to be as difficult or, you know, right. and, uh, uh, as big a change in your lifestyle as we probably thought of in our minds. Uh, so that that's definitely a second leg of what uh, we want to do. And the third is definitely, uh, you know, very one-on-one conversations with people. Um, We do a lot of pop-up shows. We do a lot of exhibitions, which are offline, where we go out there and we interact with these um, shoppers and consumers. And they're such lovely conversations. I remember this one time, um, I was talking to someone and we were telling her about recycled polyester that we work with, which is made out of pet bottles. Mm. And uh, that's being reused and recycled to make a new textile, uh, which uh, also helps keep these plastic bottles out of the landfills. And we we reduce our dependence on a virgin material, right? We're able to reuse and recycle something that's already lying around us uh, and in abundance. So she she went away and she comes back in five minutes with a five, six-year-old and she says, hey, can you just tell my son, you know, what he just told me? Mm-hmm. And that was so exciting for us because, you know, we we understand that it's going across age groups and it's going across right. demographics. It's, um, you know, something, like I said, that's uh, that everybody's actually looking forward to explore as a lifestyle um, and just get aware of something new. So... Yeah. Uh, these things make it so much more interesting for us to want to, you know, delve much deeper. And like you said, it's probably a little bit more difficult than a, a commercial mainstream brand um, who's just talking about the product. But for us, it's about the purpose behind the product that we're making. Uh, you know, Shruti, I was just saying, since you mentioned Dr. Till, told me the story of the five-year-old, I thought I must add that I'm 66 years old and I have a t-shirt and a jacket made out of recycled plastic bottles wow how lovely is that so we do have a complete range of age groups now absolutely but uh, moving on uh i have time for two or three more questions uh are there any ethical implications of using eco-friendly fabrics like hemp i think um there's a constant one like i said uh this is going to be a constant journey of evolving. We can never be 100% sustainable. Nothing can be 100% sustainable, right? So what we want to maybe understand and work towards is how can we be a little bit more sustainable than yesterday? Mm. And this is going to be a journey for me personally, uh, for us at Evoke as a brand. And I think for for everybody out there, what can be more sustainable than what we were doing yesterday? And how can we be a little bit closer uh, Mm. to having a reduced carbon footprint? Mm. Uh, This is is what we're trying to consciously drive awareness towards, where we want to understand um, 
how can we, uh, you know, like I mentioned, have a little bit more reduced carbon impact, mm. a mm. reduced carbon footprint. That right. footprint is not zero, mm. but can we minimize it? So uh, that is, uh, I feel, uh, a conversation that I keep having every day, you know, before the day ends. I'm like, uh, how, how can we get closer, you know, in this journey to being more, uh, uh, more and more sustainable? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're going to have technology drive us closer to that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have newer um, processes, newer uh, dyes, newer printing techniques. You know, that, that, that there's a lot of things that go hand in hand. And we're always going to be working towards getting closer in that journey across mm-hmm. our value chain, across um, our supply chains. And uh, there'll never be... Uh, you know, the one right formula, uh, success formula to this. Um, And I feel like I've made peace with that today uh, as a very eco-conscious person. Mm -hmm. uh, The question was always, you know, uh, that we we wanted to be 100% uh, sustainable. Mm -hmm. But you slowly realize that's not going to maybe uh, be the most... um, sustainable process as a brand or mm-hmm. uh, the costs would go really high up. Okay. Is that going to be made most affordable for, you know, most households? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to have the maximum impact if we're just in five wardrobes mm-hmm. who can afford that versus being, you know, in a country as diverse and um, uh, as uh, enormous as ours, where we have the potential to actually be in so many more households and in so many more wardrobes. So how can you have a greater impact Mm. uh, by even making the product most viable, Mm. uh, get to, uh, you know, that uh, uh, first entry point? So um, I think uh, the question of ethics could be very, very deeply rooted. Mm. But uh, for us, the, the focus is very clear. We want to be more sustainable than yesterday. We want to be uh, uh, more uh, carbon reduced and minimized than you know some of the traditional uh, ways in which the fashion industry has been uh, working in all of these years. And we feel that we've definitely come a long way in uh, being that alternative Amazing. to the fast fashion industry. Amazing. And my last question to you, Shruti, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. As a young entrepreneur who has built, you know, such a highly focused brand and you seem to have had your sense of purpose very clear, what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our young viewers and listeners like you to take away from our conversation? I will try to summarize this in three points now. And I really hope, um, you know, uh, uh, my journey and uh, the journey of our team is something that could uh, share, uh, you know, from our experiences with all uh, the listeners out there and many more. uh, As I'm sure the community is always growing. uh, And number one, I think... uh, the purpose of your, the the why of your um, entrepreneurial journey or your uh, vision 
is going to form the crux Correct. of how far you go. Correct. And uh, you will never know where it takes wings when you least expect it. Your idea is going to, uh, you know, be doing wonders. Mm. And you will only be able to see through that if the purpose of your brand is or your idea or your uh, uh, business or your startup is very true in itself, mm. true to you, um, close to you, but very true in itself, in its absolute pure form and mm. nature. Um, I think the second uh, very, uh, uh, I think probably uh, experience for us and uh, truly uh, grateful for has been the um, support in our network. Mm. When we least saw it coming, there were people uh, reaching out to us, helping us in any way and form, mm. uh, you know, getting us connected with somebody who they thought could help yeah. us, somebody who they thought could, you know, get associated with the brand and um, handhold us and, you know, uh, help us out in uh, some way. Mm. That trust in your network when you, uh, you know, you might have lost touch with the people, you might not know some today, but they're going to come your way and they're going to help you mm. because everybody out there, I think, has been um, so kind and so generous with their support. Mm. Uh, this, I think, has been the second most uh, heartwarming uh, thing that I've seen. And I think the third is, uh, for me personally, has been my uh, support in my family, mm. uh, the kind of support, they're, they're my backbone, they're yeah. uh, been rock solid. Um, my mom's, uh, my mom works with me uh, at eBook. She's been a partner in the business and uh, such a, such a strong support in uh, any uh, ideas, any experiments, any new things that we want to do. She's been, she's supported me even studying design to begin with, not go take up an engineering road or, you know, become a doctor, but actually go out there and see what it could be like to study design, become a fashion designer, and then start, uh, you know, something which is still taking seed in sustainability in an unsustainable fashion, something which has not uh, been the been, you know, the mainstream. Uh, so I think just uh, that kind of support and uh, faith in uh, my family has been definitely amazing. Amazing. Shruti, on that note and your amazing lessons, understand the why of your entrepreneurial journey because that's so important. The support of your network is very critical because you never know from where you will get unexpected support. And the third one you said, which is so critical, is the support of family. Thank you, Shruti, for talking to me about Evoke. Thank you for talking to me about hemp based fabrics. I had very little idea till I had my conversation with you until I was reading to prepare for my conversation with you. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of what hemp-based fabrics can do for not just our environment and sustainability, but for us as consumers as well. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you so much for having me, Ashutosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. 
do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.